You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. As you grow your business, the number of things trying to kill you grow with you. There's a big list of things that can take you and put you in a position where you're not growing as fast or as strong as you need to be. And we all know that because we just spent two hours doing Q&As, okay? Uh, So a list of things that can take you out of the game. You've got ads not working. And if if you have something that's holding you back, just raise your hand and spat it off. Ads not working. Salespeople aren't doing their job. Everything depends on you. Employees quitting. The wrong employees not quitting, even though you want them to. Hiring the wrong people. Hiring the right people and losing them because you don't have good systems. People in your market hating on your ads, not understanding how to serve different tiers of people, lack of client results. Some of you ever been concerned about results of the people coming through your program? Raise your hands. So if you don't have your hand raised, you're either perfect or we need to talk about that. You don't care. So all of these things run out of cash. Okay, people people get people get into bad decision making positions when they run out of cash. So cash is a fortress. Your cash on hand is a fortress. When you have a reasonable amount of cash stowed away, you can make long term decisions about your business. Okay, so take your you need to have three months, then you need to have six months, and you really realistically we can go a year uh, at this point without really making more sales and be okay. Cash is a big deal. Taxes. Don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We, uh, last year, we had the honor and privilege of misfiling taxes and paid about 150 grand more than we should have. So when an error starts costing you more than you used to make in a year or three years, pressure in general how many of you have pressure day in and day out and if you're you just sometimes feel fatigued right so as you get bigger things don't get easier in fact things tend to get a little bit harder and the list gets bigger as you grow and so the question for you is and this is a philosophical question but it's one that you can actually you know, think about, is if, if you know that something is about to take you out of the game and you do nothing about it, is it your fault? If you know that something's about to take you out of the game and you do nothing about it, did you deserve for it to happen? All right, so, so what I want you to think about as we go through this is, you know, if you're at 30K a month, we have been at 30K a month and we've been through the passageway of 30 to 60, and we know the things that are going to try to kick you off that mountain. And so I'm going to tell you what they are, knowing that they're coming. If you don't do anything about it, it's on you. Okay? This is why we created Elite, actually. Because people were getting to the end of CK, and they were getting to 35K in a month, and they, had no, they were like, they, I don't know what to do to get to 100, which was my goal. And is there nothing else that I can do? And we're like, no, there's nothing else. You, you know, we'll just create it for you. And this, what you guys are doing right now is a byproduct of that. Make sense? Cool. 
So one of the things that I just want to actually talk about before we get into the, to the list is just, I think, one of the biggest macro problems with entrepreneurs today is what we talked about a little bit yesterday, which is a linear tracking of input, output. And so I probably hear this more than anything else. Linear tracking of input and output. I probably hear this more than anything else, and, and, and it's like it goes like, I spent 10 grand in ads and I made 30 grand, but none of that came from my ads. And this will completely destroy you, especially when you're at bigger levels. So like when we talked to Jay Abraham, his fee for us was 120K for six months. So that is 20K a month for six months. And at the end of it, we had to make a decision uh, about whether to renew. 20 grand a month for six months. And I couldn't track any money that we made from that investment. So if we made decisions like a lot of clients make decisions, we would have said no. Just put that money into ads. And so as you mature as an entrepreneur, you have to become holistic. You should write that down to become holistic. Looking at your life and business as an asset, it's interwoven. There is synergy in the, come on, there is synergy in the, all right, so what a lot of people do is they look at the cake mix and they're like, well, it didn't actually work because of the flour, so I'm just going to pull that flour out, and what do you get? Crap. It's not going to work. And so beware getting too linear and too in the weeds when it comes to like, well, let's you know, look at your life right now. Look at your business right now. Has it gotten better than it was two months ago? If the answer is yes, there's a really good chance that the recipe is starting to work and produce. And just because you're like, well, I can't track everything. We couldn't track everything back to Jay. There were 100% our income had grown. We didn't know where it came from, but we made the decision ultimately to, what do you think we did? We're going to pay that guy till he dies, which... We don't know how long that's going to be. But. We don't know how long you have, Jay. We love you. It's important. It's important. Okay. Does this make sense? Okay. Uh, first plateau that I think is really common is sub 30K a month. So raise your hand if you'd like to get past 30K a month consistently, not have to worry about it. Every month, clockwork, 30K a month. Raise your hand if you'd like a list of things to focus on to make that happen. Cool. So the biggest problem you have to watch out for when you're sub 30K a month is actually sales. Sales. Sales ruts where you're convinced it's the market, but it has nothing to do with the market. Okay? The things you got to work on is self-confidence, belief, an infatuation with the process, becoming obsessed with the day-to-day. So a lot of people... Ask things like, well, should I start a new product? Should I do this? Should I run ads on YouTube? Should I be doing this? But it's like, well, if you're under 30K a month, there's very little that matters to you besides am I converting a healthy percentage of people that I talk to into sales? And when I wake up in the morning, do I have massive belief issues? And if you do, then that's, that's going to keep you from getting past that 30K a month. A big thing, too, just to tack onto that, is normalizing backwards. And this is a long, 
this is has a, we have a long history with this. Normalization, you've heard me talk about that, right? Normalization is the process of taking something new and making it normal. And normalizing in reverse is the idea of being stuck and feeling like you can't get past a, a place in, in, in your history. And so if you think that 30K a month is a lot of money, then that's normalizing in reverse and you're going to have to work on that. You're going to have to actually make that normal for you even before you get there. What's the best way to do that? Like, hi, I'm Taylor. I make $700,000 a month and you can be in my presence and all of a sudden there's osmosis that's going to happen and it's better when you meet her and she's doing more than you are and he's doing more than you are. All of a sudden there's proximity and there's a lot of osmosis because you're like, Bob's just like me. There you go. That's the fastest way to hack it. It really is the fastest way to hack it. And people do all sorts of diets and all sorts of supplements, but at the end of the day, if your best friend looks way better than you and you're embarrassed to be in public with them, that's the fastest way for you to get in shape. It's not supplements. You with me? Questions on this. Just 30K a month, barriers, sales, self-belief, those things. Does this make, does, you guys with me? Questions? Do you think that we are going to get this being in this environment or should we also be looking for this like in our daily real lives as well? I don't have anybody in my, in my day-to-day life that is that far ahead of me. So I think eventually you, as you go up the chain, your idea of environment has to become more strict. And so to me, the way I, I get it is environments like this. I have to go chase down Jay Abraham and I have to go get around people who are beyond and I have to talk to those guys. You know what I mean? And it's also like the 1% versus the 99%, right? Like this is the 1%. So it's the, it's the 1% versus the 99%. So the likelihood is here, right? It's the group is already here versus like randomly stumbling upon someone in my day-to-day life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like it's searching versus stumbling upon it. Like you seek out your people and you commune with them. So here's an example of this in real life. You guys know Tanner? He's a real quiet guy in the group. Yesterday was his birthday. Is that why he's not here? Yeah. So when Tanner first came in, he was like, I don't, I don't need mindset, bro. Like, I don't need that. What I need is the tactics and stuff. And we were like, we'll spend 60 grand on ads. And he was like, oh, you do need mindset. And because your belief is <laughs> Like, you have zero belief in yourself or the process. And so... A lot of times, belief is something that you have to get hits of over and over. And so it's that normalcy in belief. It's not, it's not enough for you to have belief in a moment. You have to have a source that you can go to when you're feeling like you don't believe something again and again and again. So you don't eat a, a salad once and then never eat anything for the rest of your life because that defies all the laws of like nutrition and sustenance and you have to keep going. This is the same with belief. You have a belief tank. Just picture a belief tank on your back you're carrying around and it's going to get low. And if you don't have a source to fill that up or if your source is like, you know, Sunday small group, 
you're screwed. Like, because they're not going to give you that belief unless they're at a place beyond you that you can tap into. Can you uh, speak to how to kind of negotiate that belief when, like, say your spouse is someone who doesn't see it that way, no matter how, how much you try to get them to understand or believe the value of... I don't think that you need them to... I don't think, I don't think that it's something that you should be aiming to fix in your spouse. Um, or understand, at least, so you're on the same page. Well, I mean, even that, even that is, is something that might not be your responsibility. Because there are, for me and Lindsay... There are things that Lindsay doesn't understand because she doesn't care. And for me to be like comparing us and trying to get her like, no, babe, you got to get, it's not necessarily going to help that process. Right. Well, I mean, like my example for why I'm asking is I've been trying really hard to get somebody to come do our cleaning and do our yard work and do things that I could be spending my time on obviously much bigger stuff. My husband has a very hard time paying somebody to do something that he can do himself. He has a problem with wasting money. He can he considers it wasting. And maybe that's a small example, but it's something we deal with every week almost. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if it were Lindsay and she's like, I don't want you to spend money on that because I can do it myself, I'd be like, okay, do it. But he's the one that said he can do it himself. So that means, does he not want to do it? So I literally had a call with Seth about this exact issue. <laughs> Hi, I'm from the future. (laughs) Yeah, we're having lunch. You just have to prove it. You just have, like everything, everybody else, you just have to prove it. And, you know, I spent a lot of years like floundering around and then the thing, you know, Peyton says like, why do you want to get in a CK? I said, I'm getting a puppy and I'm not going to have that much time, but I have to make more money. Um, You just have to prove it. So that goes a long way. And I'm like not even where I want to be yet, but my wife sees how hard I work. She sees the results of, you know, what happened after I got in CK. Like I had my best month ever. Now she sees my organic, which is great and helpful. (laughs) You just have to prove it. And when you can point to your bank account and say, hey, you know what? I've got 40 grand in the bank and here's what I need to do to make that happen again and it's not yard work. It's a different conversation. It's a different conversation. Even that though, don't outsource your self-belief to your spouse because then you're going to fail. Your responsibility, you take that, you eat it up. That's you. And you get yourself in an environment that can fill you up despite your spouse. 30K to 100K. If you're past 30K a month, if you're past 30K, you're probably pretty good at sales. Would you agree? You're probably pretty good at sales. The biggest thing you got to work on to get past 100K (laughs) is opportunity volume. Because it doesn't matter if you close 70% if you have 10 people to talk to. So lead generation becomes extremely important when trying to get from 30K to 100K. And I see a lot of people... Under 30K, really, really focusing on getting more leads when that's not what they need to really worry about. And then I see a lot of people over 30K trying to get to 100, worrying about why they're not closing 60% when it doesn't matter. All right, so we're reversed. We need to actually fix that. If you're closing at like 20, 25% and you're consistent in that, you can get past 100K on those closing numbers with the right opportunity volume. Second thing you need to worry about with... Getting to 100K is vision. 
Because burnout becomes your greatest enemy past 30 before 100. All right? That's where conversations with you, Mark, in the airport about, I don't like what I'm doing right now. Oh, bro, get, fix that. Uh, fix that now. Because energy, if your energy is getting tapped pretty hard at 50K, at 150K, you're going to hate everything and everyone. So vision, energy, you got to fix all that stuff right around that 30K mark getting to 100. Because the 30K to 100 is a big push. You have to a lot of, you're going to have to do a lot of stuff you don't really particularly enjoy. Your vision's got to be strong or else you're going to be like, eh, forget that. One other risk sort of here is when people get to 30, 40, 50, they think they're Bill Gates. <laughs> and they start hiring everyone. And like, uh, I've seen a lot of people get kind of pushed back to a beginner level because they hired 11 people and they got this weird, like I'm literally the king of the jungle. And uh, they stopped doing the things that worked and they started trying to outsource everything and it's not a good idea either. When you're under 100K a month, you're still a very, very, very small business. Very small. In fact, under 100K a month, anybody in the world who wants to could come kick you out of your market. All right, so what do you focus on to get past 100K a month? No. <laughs> Opportunity volume and leads. What's the second thing? Vision. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 200K. 200K. I think we have you, Kronda. It's because you're in the future, Kronda. <laughs> Questions on this? Yeah. What about fulfillment? When does that become? Is that coming later or, or, or is that a challenge at this stage to worry no. about? Shouldn't be. Should be a challenge in the normal. It's the normal challenge of everybody's business, but it shouldn't be a big overarching. Uh, we, we put 45 clients in a CK last month and Ben has one employee. Do you think that that's a challenge? Like that's, that's hard, but uh, under hundred K a month is, is sub 10 clients because you should have 10 clients in on the front end and you have a back end there as well. So if you're doing, if you're doing 90 K with like 45 clients. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm thinking cause my price point is 5k. So 100k is 20 clients, but you're right. The back end will cover a chunk of that at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's 20 clients on the front and well, let's just say, let's say 12 clients on the front and then out of those, let's say 30% enroll into the back. That'd be four at 20K. You're over 100. And 20K is low for a backend. So are you saying to wait to get to 30K before you think about adding that secondary backend program? Plus also, like, I, would, I think there'd be a little bit of caveat there too. I think it's based on your business and how easy it is to get to 100K without a backend. Like, is it just turning up the volume? How's your fulfillment? Well, it's it's just, past 30. I know, but I'm saying in general... Oh, get to 100 without a backend. Yeah. yeah. The reason why is because you have to be real good to make a backend work because a backend is long. So if your backend is one-on-one -on -one calls every other day with clients, then you're actually like, your ROE goes down. And you can't just put people into a mastermind and be like, hey, it's 50 grand and just stay in there because they'll quit, you know? And will the back end rob the front end? So you diverting focus to the back end, can the front end survive? 
or thrive without you. So the question, again, just to re, I'll get to you in one second, but just to put this back into, we're, we're talking about the first block is 30, the second is 100. We went from zero to 200 in about four months. How? How? There's synergy in the recipe. I just want to say that again. <laughs> but for real, it's, it's, just, it's funny because some people come through CK and their first question about a lead is, is there something new I'm going to learn? It's like, well, you're not, you're not past the point where you can handle learning anything. You, you're, you're learning how to implement and learning something new would start you over. And so that's why it's like, you, you don't want to learn something that's designed to, to break 100 when you're trying to break 30. And so sometimes we're like, we, we put ourselves in this position where it's like, I only want to do things that are going to teach me new stuff. It's like, you make 25 grand a month. You don't need to learn anything new. You need to actually like detox some of the stuff you've learned and get into an environment where there's what? Self-belief, focus on your sales, because there's a sequence here. A lot of people love to get out of sequence. You guys wanna go from 100 to 250 or you guys just wanna stay in your sequence? Anything to add before we move on? Well, I think every, every new level, and I'd even say before 30 to 100, there's new problems, and there's new calamity. And this is how we think about Jay, right? It's just knowing that we, always, we have him there for calamity insurance is worth everything that we pay him, right? Like we are the strategy guys, we are the tactic guys in today's marketing world. Obviously he's the OG, but he's walked the path. He's been through the majority of the things that are gonna be the big boulders right in front of us, right? That he knows how to get around that we just can't see yet because we haven't been past it. And so unfortunately, so many people, you know, they get to a certain level and they think, like Taylor said, oh yeah, it's just the, the tactic or strategy that I'm getting. But when you actually, you've done the things, you get to that place and it's like, oh my God, there's like a hole, the bridge isn't there anymore. Like that's calamity, what do I do? You know, then what we have is a line of cred a credit of confidence. Right? When you don't see the path, but we see how to jump over that thing or how to get around it, you can borrow from that. That is extremely valuable. That's what we get from Jay. Well, what he just said is actually really good. A line of credit of confidence. Have you ever talked to somebody and after talking to them, you feel like, I can do this, like, duh. And then you go out and then you have that confidence. You can borrow confidence. You can absolutely borrow confidence. Confidence doesn't have to be yours. You can absolutely borrow it if you have the source for it.